0: This is a production of 1217 Media. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another episode of 94 Feet with Coach JT. As always, do me a favor, y'all hit the subscribe button, leave a like, leave some comments, hit the website, 94feetwithcoachjt.com, got the merch up there. Got some dope HBCU stuff going on right now. Got the Stay Applying Pressure t-shirts and hoodies all online for y'all. Appreciate y'all for tapping in. Uh, Let me jump to this intro. Man, uh, my guest today was an All-American college player at the University of Iowa and played professionally for 12 years in nine different countries. 2005, he was named the Israel Israeli Premier League Assist Leader. Um, A little more background from Omaha Benson, he went to Omaha Benson High School um, in Nebraska. He chose to play college basketball at the University of Nebraska for a year, then later transferred to um, Iowa, Iowa University. While at Iowa University, this gentleman, um, he averaged uh, one, one season 4, 4.9 points a game. Then however, going to his next season, he averaged 13 points a game and six assists, all in the Big 10. Um, after that, he was also named the first player to lead the Big 10 in scoring and assists, and was named in a first time all-conference player. Um, went undrafted in 1997. Spent 12 years playing in in newest countries in um, states and cities and towns currently locally here in Sacramento he works at and owner of All World Balling here in Sacramento, California. Um, some know him as Dre, some know him a, as Andre. Um, I know him as Coach Dre, Andre, good dude, Coach Andre Walters. What's up with you? What's up,
1: man? How you doing?
0: Man, I'm good, bro. Appreciate you tapping in with me, man, getting on here, man, uh, getting to talk to this basketball. I know we've been back and forth for a minute, but I appreciate your time because, as we know, it's that type of year for us, man. It's that time of year. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate you, man. But man, you got—it's a lengthy resume over here, man. I, I didn't—I didn't even do it just favorite because we're gonna get into it right now. But also, uh, I never know—I didn't know you was from—you was out in Omaha. Give me a little bit about just growing up there, man. Being from there, because uh, definitely as we may as a people, we may not think there's a lot of us out there, or what goes on, or how, how was that like for you growing up in Nebraska, man?
1: Uh, Omaha is—it's a smaller town, but it's—it's it's a tough town. Um, yeah. People don't think we have blacks out there. But uh, yeah, we we have actually more more people than Sacramento. Mm. And people don't people don't know that um, and our, our, our black population and percentage wise is probably equivalent or a little bit higher than Sacramento. So, yeah, we got blacks there. Um, just, uh, you know, normal uh, childhood growing up in the hood, you know, just playing ball all day, every day. Um, you know, it kept me out of trouble um, and just, you know, trying to find a way out of the hood. And that, that was my ticket. You know, um, a lot of people choose a lot of different routes. I fell in love with the game and I said, you know, I'm going to, well, my dad was like, hey, you going to college and I can't afford it, mm-hmm. so you need to figure it out, whether it's academics or sports. And, you know, uh, I got good grades, but I also, I just, I fell in love with the game and, psh, I'm still here. I'm still in love with it.
0: Yeah, I hope. I, hope all, I know all my my student athletes gonna be listening. He said academics. He was a good student.
1: You gotta have a grade. You, you have to be able to get in the school. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, and you know, sometimes I've as an athlete, if you show up and you show some effort, mm-hmm. those teachers will help you out a little bit more because your schedule is so rigorous. And you know, you you have to train. You got to be here and there. Um, And you know. Nothing wrong with being smart, it's cool. You know what I mean? Hey,
0: it's nothing wrong with being smart, man. It's okay for sure. Uh, growing up in Nebraska, man, you talked about Pops kind of gave you that ultimatum off the jump. Oh, and I ultimately you were going to college, you're gonna do this for free, but as an early age youngster, I'm sure probably, you know, not no idea what that what type of work meant to get to that point at that stage. Or did you have did you see it somewhere else or was was somebody modeling it for you, or was you already kinda just put into that work mode through pops, whoever else?
1: Well you know, pops was a hard worker. Mom was, too. But um, I'm a boys club kid. We had North Omaha Boys Club mm-hmm. and you have 200 brothers there. You know, mm-hmm. this all this was back in the day. It was the original boys club, no girls just every day. So you're there, you find your little clique, but there's always somebody older and there's always somebody bigger, stronger and better. But I would take that, you know, I, I was still pieces of uh, people's games. You know what I'm saying? A guy in the hood, Taji Glass, he had hops. So I wanted to jump like him. Mm-hmm. Another cat named Melvin Chin, he had handles. And that's when we were, you know, dribbling with gloves on and stuff like that. I would just take pieces of everybody game. And, you know, these guys really worked on their game. You would see them at the court by themselves. And that's where I got that from. So I wanted to be at the court by myself. You know, I'm my only child anyway. And just keep getting better and keep working. That's what's up. Um
0: even early on, rise, we you know, right? Dre, we always see everybody. The highlight stuff gets shown before the, the, the hard work or the failures. Um, but growing up in that atmosphere, where you knew, okay, being an only child, uh, also want to do something that you felt was your some of your life dream or achieve. Did you have any roadblocks like early on, man, stuff where you probably was like, ah, I'm offing I'm to off this basketball thing? Or was the love that great where you knew I'm never stopping this?
1: No, nah, I knew. Uh, like I play ball every single <laughs> period. Like until until I went to college, I played ball every single day. Mm. It, it, I didn't want to do anything else. You know what I'm saying? And there were you know different situations going on where you just wanted to stay outside um, and and do your thing. So you know I would get in trouble staying out too late. But I'm at the court. You know where to find me. Right. And I, I it just I just loved it. When when I say I played every day, every day, not a day off till I went to college. I was touching the ball every day. I was playing pickup. You know me and my boys we ride at three or four different basketball courts on our bikes after school mm-hmm. so nah you wasn't you know in shovel the snow shovel the snow um you just i was there and i, I just yeah. work
0: how uh you talk about snow i think about too. how often what what time of year how long did it go for you like that type was mm-hmm. that a long winter for y'all sometimes too we're like oh. well,
1: i mean <laughs> playing in the snow is not regular and you don't do it every day but yeah you know, you get a Sunday where the boys club is closed on mm. it. Uh, but it starts snowing probably about late October and it's going to snow until March. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. It's it's real. And you know, when it, when it get cold out here, it's 60 degrees. Y'all talking about <laughs> it's cold. Y'all got fur coats on. <laughs> now, I'm talking about 30 below zero, mm. 40 below. So no, I mean, playing in the snow wasn't regular, but I've done it. Um, I broke into the YMCA to play. They had the they had the double doors on Sundays. You just snatch the double doors mm-hmm. go there, do your thing for a while, and then make mm-hmm. sure you close it back when you leave. I mean, that's yeah. That would that was that that was it. That's what I do. Was there
0: any um, outside of people I know? You talked about your neighborhood kind of mimic the game after anybody uh, on that pro level. You may have saw college level during that time. When you just come with a youngster. You was like okay, I can see similarities, or I want to mimic this. To make me better. I want to be this type of this player, this type of attributes like on that, even oh. higher outside of your city.
1: Um, you saying outside of my
0: city? Yeah, anybody outside your city or on TV used to watch or somebody well, else high-level player? I,
1: I grew I grew up around greatness. So it was kind of mm-hmm. it was right there in my face. You know, we have a, a Heisman Trophy winner named Johnny Rogers, and he and my dad are good friends. But also, uh you know, my first one of my first idols, his name is Mike McGee, He went to Michigan, but he played for the Lakers and um, my dad raised him. You know, he was like an uncle to me. So I'm a kid and, you know, he's coming back home, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, after playing for the Lakers, he won two championships with the Lakers and he brought me my first uh, Magic Johnson poster when he, his rookie year. He brought me a big poster of Magic and Magic signed it. And, there was, you know, that was it. So. You know, I looked up to Mike, um, Mike McGee, but, you know, you, you you watch TV, you know, we didn't have trainers. And so you just watch TV, you watch Jordan, you watch magic, you watch bird and you go outside the next day and, and try to emulate, you know, and do the moves that they did. You don't know why you, you're doing them. You don't know about the footwork. Uh, but that was just my style. And, you know, I looked up the point guards. I, I would try to study point guards. Magic was uh, is the greatest point guard ever. Uh you know, one of my first idols, but I would, I would study Rod Strickland. I would study, uh, you know, you guys might be too young. Uh, Stockton. Oh, come on, man. Hey, uh, hey, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, no, I was gonna say Sherman Douglas.
0: I know Sherman yeah, Douglas. Okay. I'm a, yeah. I'm a yeah. Yeah. like
1: you are, yeah. These, these youngsters. Yeah, but, that, but the youngsters
0: German. probably got tapped in. They gotta Google search him, for sure.
1: Yeah, Sherman yeah. Douglas and, yeah. you know, Rod Strickland and, uh yep. like I said, Isaiah, Magic. You know, I just was trying to steal stuff from that game.
0: What was what was it about there? Because if you name draft right, you go from big guard, little feisty guard, aggressive guard, fundamental set guard. Those are a lot of different attributes, right? Some, as we know right now, some of these students or players we train now, they really kind of one-dimensional. Those guards can do a lot of things well. What about those guards that made you kind of like – was it magic passing or was it his ability to make, I mean, cause he he was crafty too, though. Even a month and a half course. Right. I mean,
1: his, his flair, his, his fancy passing, yeah. uh, you know, he was a winner. That's uh, like, I really, I really pride myself on winning, being a winner. You know what I'm saying? Competing every day. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, Ross Strickland, he was so shifty and he would get in the lane. He was really doing Euro steps back for Mm-hmm. Uh, but the NBA will call travel occasionally, and then you know you wants to, a Stockton's assist. You know Isaiah had the handles; he was tough, he was quick. Mm-hmm. He could give you forty, but you know what I tell people is Isaiah didn't really win a championship till he stopped scoring forty and start being more of a facilitator mm-hmm. and get everybody involved. Now he'd give you forty on any night, but when he pulled it back a little bit. And, and played that true point guard role is when he, he won his championship. So, yeah. and I, you know, I could get, you know, like, I don't know where you got one stat from because I averaged 20 my senior year at Iowa, but okay. Okay, it's wrong. You know what what I'm get it right. Get it right. <laughs> no. Get it right. Hey,
0: I'm oh, sorry, that
1: was your junior year junior my uh, junior year, i was like 13 or 14. 13, that I, was junior I, year. my I, fault yeah. senior year 20 points get it right that's what yeah you know, yeah and while we had it i played 13 years overseas you know you got to hey, right anyway. add one more on there no nah, um so yeah man I, I just i i'm a i won't say i'm a big fan of the game i will watch you know once the playoffs start on ncdub but i'm a student for sure yeah. i'm going to study point guards i'm going to understand what's going on and 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 also mentally you know you gotta study your opponent opponent
0: yeah definitely those don't know if y'all ever go to the gym run them ones it's gonna be hard to get a dub on there i, I it's duly noted Not that yeah. hell's going on at, at this age i see it they go in there hey, oh, no, he got to put no. the result the youngsters don't want to tell her,
1: me, tell man. it got to come beat me for real <laughs> <laughs> grown got men to too. not just the kids grown men too yeah yeah for sure mm-hmm. uh
0: Talk about let's let's get into the high school career part as far as that goes. But say give me a few things from like your middle school career wise, what did you feel I had to work on, man, going into high school, like as I say now, add to your bag, add to your repertoire to make sure you was a mainstay on that floor, you was the guy running that show. What are some things you feel like, okay, high school I gotta get this better, do that, or bring this to the table so I know I can coach can see my value.
1: Well, um, just all around, you know, like with this game, most of the time your body runs out before you really master Mm. a lot of aspects, you know, you, you got, you got to be great at one thing. I feel to get to college or to get to the league or to get overseas, but then you got to keep developing other things. But, you know, we were influenced by the time. So, uh, at that time, Jordan was everything. So you had to get your hops together. <laughs> you know, I think I finished off with about a 38 between 38 and 40 inches. I used to have crazy bounce. You had to have your bounce, but you had to have your handles because I, I didn't want to be, you know, in Omaha, Nebraska, they play a kind of small ball. So six two, six three, could be a four. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, our centers are between 6'5", and 6'7". We don't get, um, you know, rare 6'10", six, 6'11", six, you know, on the same team. So, um, just pref- – I-, I wanted to be mobile. I wanted to be able to go anywhere on the court. That's why I really, really worked on my handles. Um, and like, like I said, I stole – pieces of guys games from growing up, but also, you know, I wanted, I wanted to pass like magic. I wanted to shoot like bird. I wanted the hops like Jordan. And so I, that's, that's what I would kind of, you know, try to put into my game yeah. and, and then hustle being always being in shape mm. winning every drill. I don't care if you the you're the man getting 25, 30, I'm trying to win every drill, every running drill, um, be in the greatest shape and you know, cause that's, that's what the fourth quarter is about.
0: That's what's up. Um, where do you, where do you kind of attribute this type of at an early age, right? This type of understanding of what's, need, what's needed to get it done. Where'd that come from? Was just like through growing up development or the, you know, people in the neighborhood, like, you know what I'm saying? where that? Cause that's a lot of, it's everybody can't, everybody don't think like that, right? But you're one of the ones who make it out, who makes it to the next level. That mindset is either, you know, you see it or given to you. What was it, where that information uh that, that my, button that drive come from for
1: that my dad my dad gave me to work ethic um and my grandmother my my grandmother's a big influence you know up at 5 in the morning catching the bus to work never miss a day never late and you know it snows and you got a um you know older black woman still there on time every time until she got a car um but just the hunger to get out of the hood you know i i, I didn't want to It was rough. You know what I mean? And, you know, there was some stuff going on inside my home and I just wanted to get out. I I wanted to be somebody. I wanted to make my mark. We'll be right back with more 94 Feet with Coach JT. You're an entrepreneur. You take risks. You're a trendsetter who stands out from the crowd. You're a business owner who makes more than just money. You make a difference. Sargent Branding Firm exists to help you do what you do best, change the world, get everything you need to elevate your brand, and have a professional website at sergeantbranding.com.
0: Vicky Cakes Dairy-Free Pancake and Waffle Mix is the heart of breakfast. Bring your family back to the table for good food and good memories. Shop now at vickycakesonline.com.
1: And now back to the show and, you know, basketball was my hustle. Basketball was my tool because um, it, it does so much that, you know, at that time it would have been a $20, $30 ball. It's, now it's a $60, $70, $120 ball, but it can make you six figures. It can make you millions. I tell people, you know, like, if you go D1, you automatically get a trip to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. You know, most teams go to Hawaii to play, and you may never be able to take yourself to the Hawaii, mm-hmm. Alaska. You know, I made a couple summer All Star teams before I played overseas. I had already went to to Argentina and Greece and and, mm-hmm. uh, and Spain, and so that would along along with getting a free education. Uh, that that was my drive, but I'm, the main focus was to get out the hood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, yeah, you know the traps and everything else that's there
0: hmm Um, have a successful high school career. State titles and all. as you know now, this recruiting thing is way different. It's on another level now. But for you though, come out of high school, what was that pressure like if it was in you, or was it like I gotta just I know what I'm doing? What was that what was that process like for you and the fam?
1: Well, I got my first letter as a ninth grader. Because I there was a situation, I ended up starting varsity as a ninth grader. And I got my first letter, which happened to be from Iowa. So after that, D1 was the, my only option. You know, I, I didn't I wasn't even thinking about D2 or whatever else. And but it, it gets hectic, you know, because they have, you know, their their periods. And so when they can call at seven in the morning, they're calling at seven. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, but it, it wasn't as much pressure because you don't have social media. They really have to, to call you. They right. re- email you so the phone is blowing up crazy um and I, I had a great i had a great showing at uh vegas the vegas tournament i played against kid jason kidd and i gave him 36 and what you know i had a decent offers before that but once i did that I could have went anywhere. Like I, I was getting everybody—Kentucky, Syracuse—do letters from everywhere, and, and it gets hectic. But uh, my junior year, one of my best friends, he was already at Nebraska, and then I grew up playing with Jerome Boone, who is the son of Ron Boone, who is a commentator for uh, the Utah Jazz. But he played for the Utah Jazz, and he also played for the Lakers. And then um I had became good friends with Eric Strickland who ended up playing for the Mavericks and uh, mm. he also played pro baseball. So we looked at it like all four of us at Nebraska and we mm. basically, we kind of played different positions, a lot of guards, but I was the one, you know, Jeron was a two, Strick was a three, Terrence was a four. Like we gonna kill, you know, and, and, that, and that year, I think we had like top five recruiting class uh, for NCAA. So, but the process gets hectic. You have to stay focused. Um, thank God I didn't have social media back then, but you know, it's all good. It's been crazy, that's what's mm-hmm. up. Uh, you, you,
0: you, choose, you choose Nebraska, go there, decide to leave. What was the deciding factor though on the, making a move at that point for you?
1: Um, you know, a lot of guards, like we, we thought it would work, but it, not enough basketballs. Um, And then it ended up appearing to me more of a football school than a basketball school. And like I say, Iowa was my first offer. So when I signed with Nebraska, uh, Coach Walker was uh, the assistant coach. He was like, well, when they do you wrong, we'll still take you. Mm. And that stuck with me. And so uh, when I made that decision, uh, that was the first call I made. They flew me out. You know, and we made, we made the deal for the scholarship. Um, and, you know, most of the time you don't get to transfer up. You know, you transfer parallel or down. down right. I, Iowa was more of a basketball school. The Big Ten at that moment, at that time, was a, a, a bigger, better conference in basketball. Mm-hmm. So it just was a great move and it worked out. That's
0: what's up. Uh, you get there, land on campus. What was the first practice workout like for you, if you remember?
1: First practice, well, you know, we started with the uh, optional practices <laughs> where, you know, you just go play pickup with all the new dudes. So it, it's it's like, you know, you, you're trying to show them who you are. So I wasn't there. They were my teammates. I was there to show them I could play. I'm coming in here to take somebody's position. I got to out a year, but next year I'm taking your position. Mm-hmm. And so you know, that was a good thing, but it just felt, you know, it's just a certain, certain places you go, and I know you get this, certain places you go, you smell it, you smell the gym, you see the movement, you feel the atmosphere, and this is basketball. <laughs> it's yeah. right here is real hoop. You know, other times, it's different, you yeah. know, sometimes you just you just feel it. Or even like it's like when you are in your zone, you having one of those days you show up at the court, oh, I'm about to kill everybody. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just you You know how it is. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. a vibe. It's a feeling. It's an atmosphere, aesthetic where it's just like, yeah, this is it. And I, and that's how I felt, you know, for, on the first day. Yeah. I felt that way. That's what's up. Um, got had three years left to finish up over there. Give me
0: a few highlights. Or so one uh, one that really stands out for you that you remember, like I was that was one for that. That was one for the books.
1: Oh, uh, well, uh, we played uh, Kentucky in the NCAA tournament um, and they had a squad, Jared Prickett, Ron Mercer, mm. um, that team, they were known for for pressing. They, would, they mm-hmm. would press you and run you into the ground. I dribbled through that press all night. I think I had one turnover, nine assists. I know I had like 26 or 28 points. Uh, it, it was the last game of my college career. So that that really stuck out because I had a, I had a great game mm-hmm. on national TV. I think we were in Arizona It was about 30,000 30, in there and yeah, 30,000 in that arena. It was crazy. Uh, that, that was a that was a dope game. Uh, I really I really stepped it up my senior year. I had a great game against Michigan on cbs or abc at like noon one of those games mm. you know what i mean
0: yeah everybody stay home yeah, Everybody thousand five hundred
1: uh had two dunks that game I had about 30. Mm. so uh, that that stuck out um i hit a last second shot uh versus uh sean respert and eric snow mm. um at home at iowa I hit a last second shot which put us ahead to finish second in, uh, in a, in a big 10, you know, but I hadn't had, had, had a lot of, had a few, sure. few great. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. What about, what about anything though? That you may have at any point in time in that college career, man, where you have to, we may have second guess your decision or had to dig in a little deeper to hold on to it. Cause as you know, right, as college athletes, it ain't easy. It's well, just strenuous.
1: Quitting was never an option. Uh, I, I had a dream. I had a goal that I don't, Certain things I don't allow. Um, Mm. I don't believe in uh, I don't believe in depression for myself. Not saying it's not a thing, Mm. you know, but I don't allow that into my mind. But sitting out for a year, you know, and it was it was tough. And, you know, I was, you know, sort of a big deal coming out. Gatorade player of the year, uh, Nebraska player of the year, All-American, all of that. So. I got hate mail when I got to Iowa. I got hate mail and you know mm. threats and all types of stuff. So you go to your locker, you're getting ready for practice and there's a letter in there. You think it's, you know, you, oh, it's just, I'm gonna sign an autograph. Mm-hmm. And it no, it's hate mail. And they rerouted it three times and, you know, different things. So, mm. and sitting out and, you know, the naysayers, but I always, you know, believed in it in the process. And, you know, I, I don't even wish it was like now where you could instantly play that year that I sat out. It got me a, a year ahead in school. Mm. In my senior year, I, I wasn't doing much. And then it, it gave me a year to practice, get better, get stronger and learn this game and, you know, figure out my coaches coaching style. So, um, nah, I mean, I was on a mission and, yeah. you know, and, really you don't life you don't you don't sweat the small stuff you know what i mean yeah and then everything is small that's what's up so let's <laughs> yeah, nah, just, just keep pushing you know what i'm saying Yeah, that's all
0: it is i mean yeah man you stop is when you lose right the right. minute you stop that's when you move exactly. uh, man walk away with some all-conference awards uh you know what i mean from the hard work paying off get a chance you know to put your name in the draft don't get drafted decide to go overseas was that an instant like I'm still going to make this this brand right now or was
1: it like yeah, you know um I mean I'm I'm third team all-American I'm leading the Big 10 in scoring and assists college all-American and I don't get drafted so I'll tell you know it's, it's a lot of politics that goes into it um but no I love the game um you know I would pray to play professionally so uh, I, I did that. You know what I'm saying? I played professionally overseas 13 years. So I think I needed to be more specific with my prayers and be like, hey, God, I'm playing the NBA professionally, not overseas. But no, um, yeah, just keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? You're going to, I'm going from a, what was it? A Stafford loan and a Pell Grant. Right. And then you go overseas. a right, check. And you get 12 to 20 a month. 12 to 20 racks depends on, you know, what year or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I take that. You know what I'm saying? I was number one pick back then in the CBA and I didn't go to CBA. I was, I played in the D league. I was picked number one pick in the D league uh, before it was a G league. So, you know, I went over a couple years and I I made some money and stacked and then I, I tried my hand in the, in the D league. I'm leading that league in assists. Um, and they cut me. So uh, after that, if I'm leading the league in assists and you don't want me. Mm. That's politics. You feel me? Yeah. Uh, so I just kept it moving back. You know, um, I did go to vet camp, went to vet camp with uh, Denver. I, I played well in Utah Summer League and then they flew me out months early. I was out there. As soon as I left Summer League, I got I went home for a weekend and I was in Denver for three or four months. So they really liked me. Uh, but no, nah, man I Like I say You take this ball it, it pays for you It could pay for your life It pay for your education It can get you some bread You know what I mean? And it, even to this day I'm like I think I've been training 15, 16 years Maybe <laughs> So the ball is still <laughs> Yeah You know what I'm saying?
0: Yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely It'll do something for you I'm glad you brought that up though. So at what point Did you really like Really focus on that shift of player, now trainer, player, coach, now coaching. What, when did that actual shift to hit reality? Okay, you know, I'm, I got to, st- I can still be around the game, but I'm going to do something different now. That's I what was, I got uh, to
1: live. I was, well, I ain't even going to say how old I was, but I was getting up there and, you know, I was like, and I was still getting offers, you know, you, you know, you, you still can go over there and make money, you know, because of, you're smart, you're a point guard, you're a leader. Mm. But it was at the point where I was like, man, I had my feel. I know I'm happy and I want to get into my next career at a certain age. You know what I'm saying? And so I was just like, ah, it's time. It's about time to hang it up. I, I just felt it, you know, um, and of course it gets tougher. You you, you you're icing a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> you know What I'm saying? But yeah. I was in Cyprus it was my last year. I was in Cyprus, long, tough practice and. Um, clock running out, I threw the ball. I threw the ball full court and no, I threw the ball 94 feet and it went in. <laughs> and I I never had made that shot in my life. I practiced that shot. You know, we would uh, in France, we would gamble with that full court shot. Mm-hmm. Each player put up a couple hundred or whatever. And when I made that shot, I was just like, you know, that's that's it. Because that's it, you know, <laughs> it's time <laughs> from God right there. Like, hey. And so, uh, you know, my agent was still call a, a, a couple of years after you want to play you him? and I'm like, no. Um, and once you start training, you fall in love with the kids and mm-hmm. teaching and you, you know, you watch them grow up and I, you know, I got, I got Jared McCain at Duke right now, mm-hmm. uh, ECL silver. I trained him for eight or nine years. He's at, he was at Stanford. He's at Long Beach. Um, you know, my son just graduated from Sac State on a full ride of uh, scholarship. Mm-hmm. And so when you start uh, affecting kids' lives and you know, their parents, you know, you when you meet them, their parents are tying their shoes and you know, pushing them out there. And now they're driving, driving right. to workouts. It's just, uh, you know, paying it forward, the love of the game. It's just great, and uh, I, I just focused on it, and um, it's been it's been a good thing. That's what's up. And speaking of it, man, let everybody know where you can find the gym at, man, or
0: find find the information to the gym. While well, we're all here, got got to shout out the location, man.
1: We are All World Ball Academy, one one three two seven Folsom Boulevard, Suite one sixty. I'm All World Dre on Instagram, on all social media. All World Ball. Yeah, definitely tap in with him. Looking for some training,
0: some dope facilities. Always busy, always popping. But as usual, I'm always post everything on the on the social as well. But before we get out of here, always Dre. As you know, man, in basketball triple threat: right, dribble, pass, or shoot. However, I ask all the guests, man, to give me your personal triple threat: three things that if somebody's meeting for the first time or somebody see you walking around, I know that's Coach Dre right there. Give me three things that you kind of hold your hat to, or kind of walk by, live by. Things that you know is kinda of embedding you for somebody who may know you from when they watch this or may not know you, man, but let them know your triple threat, your personal triple
1: threat, right now. My triple threat is um walk in every room like you own it. You know what I'm saying? With head high. Uh no no one wants somebody that's that's not confident. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Hold your head up, uh stick your chest out. If you don't know that job, you fake it. You know, figure it out. But you want that job. So walk in a place like you own it. Um, but that's second. That's second, my bad. <laughs> Number one, we're going to believe in God, period. We're going to believe in God. Walk in the room like you own it. And and just work your butt off. Study. Study your craft. Um, Ask questions. You know, some of these kids are so good. Uh, one, One thing I really admire about Kobe is how he would ask questions. You know, he wanted to be better than Jordan, but he wasn't so egotistical where he wouldn't ask questions. He would ask Gary Payton about defense. So, you know, study it perfect it, don't, you know, talk more. I mean, excuse me, talk less and listen more, you know. But study your game, study your craft, and uh, just work at it every day. Every day, get a little bit better or learn something.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Appreciate you, man. Y'all heard it here first with, with Coach Dre, man. Again, All World, Balling, Aca- All World Ball Academy. I'm going to put the socials out there. I'm going to put the information where you can find them. Tap in with them, man. It's that time of year. I know locally, everywhere it's hoop season, man. The weather changes is getting dark early. It's time, man. Indoor sports is popping, man. So definitely right, I appreciate yeah. you for
1: having me, man.
0: Oh, uh, man, you know it's all love. Appreciate your time, man. Keep doing. It. I already know we're gonna link up somewhere, sometime, some event. Is how we do.
1: Man. This,
0: man. Yeah, you already know, man. <laughs> all y'all right. are here first, man. Coach Dre, Coach JT, we out. Peace.
1: Peace. Thanks for listening to Ninety Four Feet with Coach JT. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave a review and follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. This is a production of 1217 Media.